Good evening, good evening, good evening on this awesome Sunday night, October the 4th, 2020. Well, if you see anything strange, then it's the internet. We'll be broadcasting, but welcome. We had tremendous attendances and all the services this morning. And by the grace of God. And the most phenomenal thing is new people. Oh, my word. It's amazing when people walk out of the doors. It's Dutch Reform and everybody. And they say, thank you. This helped us. Now, this is the danger that we become so familiar with what God is doing that we just take it for granted. And never take anything for granted with the kingdom. Because you were designed for something so great. And we speak in this October month about ownership. Somebody say ownership slash character or drifting. Now, I touched last Sunday a bit on the drifting thing. Now, let me tell you, it's wonderful to be here and it's different to be in the, in the services to broadcast from there. But uh, by the grace of God, we're going to share the word and hit the thing through until South Africa and the nations of the world will change. And this is a phenomenal thing when we understand authority, dominion, ownership, your life change. Because if you are in unity with God and you love him so much, then your whole life falls into place. Now, make a declaration tonight. Say, devil, I have made up my mind. I first changed my mind. Now I have made up my mind. I am God's property. <laughs> and because you're God's property, you have instruction to tell the devil to take his hands off your life. Because we know ignorance brings activity together when you don't have the information or are so uh, uh, prepared for what the enemy wants to do. And you don't know what you have, what you possess, what God gave you. You will live a life of up and down and drifting will be part of your life. Now, let me share the scripture tonight and I want to take you because we're very familiar with the scripture where Paul says, don't live recklessly, but understand the will of God. Somebody say the will of God. Now, this is awesome. To understand also that when I read the scripture tonight, when the author of the book of Hebrews come and he says, we must pay more careful attention. Therefore, now therefore always stands for <laughs> therefore. <laughs> the statement that was made, now the explanation to what we have heard so we will not drift away. Wow. Colossians 1, 23, New Living Translation. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. <laughs> the gospel is what? Not sad news, not bad news. It's good news. Somebody say good news. And then Paul comes in 2 Corinthians and because I'm going to give you four things, how to help you, how to understand, <laughs> oh my word, ownership, 
how to understand authority and everything that God has prepared you for. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Test yourself. That is a tough one. Make sure you are solid in the faith. He says, don't drift along, taking everything for granted. So I didn't use anything. I was talking out of the Bible. He says, give yourself regular checkups. <laughs> test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. In other words, if you drift away, come back, <laughs> stand up, come back in alignment for your godly assignment. Now, this is phenomenal. There's different stories in the Bible that tells us of godly people that drift away. One was David. He's in the wrong place at the wrong time when he looked over the balcony of the palace and he saw a woman busy bathing, <laughs> bathing, whatever. And he sent for her. And the rest of the story is devastation. Because death came and took his son and all the stories that happened because of drifting. Drifting takes you out under the umbrella of God's original intent. I was thinking this afternoon and uh, people sent me clips and of their services this morning and I'm grateful for what God is doing. But you know, I've learned, I've been there when I was younger. We think, think if we can sweep up the people and get them emotionally. While I was watching this one special service, and not somebody that you know, and uh, somebody that I hardly know, and I was thinking about this, if that could change a nation and the history and the destination of any person on the face of the earth, we will all be toy-toying and we will all make sounds and be so loud with everything. Now I believe it, but does that change a life? Because what changes a life when information becomes revelation? That's why I was sitting with the minister and he, he, he mentioned the word and we spoke about ownership and I said, that's the theme for October. Because if you don't know to whom you belong, who owns you, whose possession you are, you will, will be open for drifting away from God's original plan. Now, you've heard me saying, and I said it in the services today, was the second time that I went to church in six months. And uh, I said, God's got only a plan A for our lives. God is not confused. God doesn't make mistakes. We need to come to the place when you say, thus saith the Lord, that it's God speaking. I got from a place on the border of Nepal and India. This day I got a phenomenal, he's in the city, he just sent me the information. Come talk, Sikkim. And he said to me, he has the message of this morning. Now it's amazing. Thousands of miles away. He says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. We are blessed, sir. And in Afrikaans, baya donkey, sir. That's Pastor David. They're out of this area. Because he said it helped him. Help him to understand 
our ownership, how God owns you, because there's scripture and I can back it up with the Bible. In Colossians 1.16, all things, somebody say all things, absolutely all things is created by God. And then we stop there. No, there's two last words, for God. <laughs> so in other words, all things were created by God for God. Not for the communists, not for the antichrist, not for the heathen, not for the 666, not for whatever people. Not, no, 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 you were created by God for God. That's something that you must always meditate on so that you will not be able to drift. Drifting comes the most powerful thing God gave us, not only your heart, because it's your mind. They say when somebody goes in a coma, uh, the last thing that goes is the mind because people can even hear you. And God gave us this phenomenal mind to process and make choices because they put information in and to change. All happens, not in your finger, <laughs> not in your toe, not in your leg or your arm. Change happen when I start thinking different. Now the scripture is very, very, very powerful when we speak about ownership because a transaction took place. The car you drive, you didn't just go to the motor dealership and got in the car and say, hey, give me the key and just drive off. No, you need to redeem it, purchase it. It cost you something. And it's the same with us. There was a transaction on Calvary. Oh, my word, where somebody came and paid the price to redeem us from the curse of the law, to redeem us from the mistake that Eve and Adam made, <laughs> where God gave them the keys and they hand over authority, dominion to the snake, to Satan. And now from Genesis Continually, every story in the Old Testament until we get to Matthew when Jesus was born was a story of battle. And the moment when Jesus was born, then the battle was now not against the prophecy, against his existence to bring self-doubt. Now, I've shared it in one of these meetings. Jesus went, he's now 30 years old, <laughs> he went to the river Jordan, John the Baptist stood there, and when he saw Jesus, he said, there is the Lamb of God that will take away the sins of the world. What did he do? He spoke about Jesus' mission. He acknowledged the Lamb of God, his purpose. Jesus baptized, immersed in water, came out, heaven opened, and a voice came down. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So there's three things in this happening. First, the identity, my beloved son. <laughs> John the Baptist, Jesus' purpose to take away the sin of the world. And number three, Jesus had three and a half years time to invest in people so that they can carry on the mission. And this is phenomenal. John chapter 17, I was reading earlier. He says, Father, 
make them one as we are one so that they can know for the purpose I was sent. Oh, my word. Now, now here is the scripture for tonight to help us. And, uh, well, I know that well, knowing doesn't help you. I know a lot of scriptures that don't help me. I had to impl- implement the scripture. You can say, my God shall supply all my needs. Oh, God's going to bless me. God's going to. If you don't do something about it, he paid for it. But now I have a responsibility to break the cycle of poverty, to break the yoke of lack, to get rid of this poverty mentality so that I can complete my godly assignment on the face of the earth without delays. Now here is the thing that is so powerful. That was David. And then we saw Peter. Oh my word, Peter was another character, a fisherman. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And here Peter left everything and he followed Jesus and saw all the miracles and everything. And and how more Jesus explained to them that he's going to be crucified and he's going away. Then at one time, Peter drift away from what Jesus was teaching by saying, may God forbid (laughs) the crucifixion. And then his death. And then Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. (laughs) Because that was not Peter speaking. So there's a possibility. Because Satan wants you to drift away from what your, who's your owner of ownership, character. The moment when I start drift away from God's original intent, I start moving backwards and I'm losing certain characteristics in my life when I need to have the character of God. Now, listen to this awesome thing. So, Jesus told Peter, he said, <clears throat> Peter made a stone, I will never leave you. No, <laughs> Jesus said, oh, Peter, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. And this is an awesome thing that happened in Luke chapter 22, verse 60 and 62 out of the NIV. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Now people identify him. Jesus was arrested. And he's there at the fire. His hands was on strange fire. (laughs) Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord has spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Now, I mentioned this morning, a man was painting. Michelangelo uh, was painting. Oh, no, Leonardo da Vinci was painting The Last Supper. That you've seen all the printings and everything. And uh, he went when he wants to paint Jesus. He found the most handsome person in a choir in Italy singing songs unto God. And he used his face as a model for Jesus. And then he nearly complete this whole Last Supper painting. But he had one face that he needed, the face of Judas Iscariot. 
the one that betrayed or sell Jesus. And he went through the whole areas and one day in the slums he found a man living on the streets that will be exactly the face he needs to complete this last supper painting. That's the story. It's a real story and not a made up thing. And then he brought this man and he said, I'll give you money if you will sit that I can paint your face on this last supper thing, Jesus with his 12 disciples. Then after he painted this man as Judas Iscariot and he paid him. And the man said, sir, don't you remember me? And the man gave him his name, Petru Bandinelli. And he said, did you forget who I was or I am? He said, remember a time ago, you paint me as Jesus. That was my face. He said, but I've drift off. Now you use me as the face of Judas Iscariot. You see, drifting, ownership, it's more serious. Well, it's not just a ownership theme for October. No, it's that you will discover <clears throat> when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And it comes with true knowledge of the word. I'm going to give you four things. Now, I have a challenge tonight to finish this whole <laughs> broadcast in 40 minutes to make up or to sow the time I took this morning in the service. Now, listen. This is the key, what the enemy, he wants you to move from confidence to confusion and then to be controlled by fear from confidence to confusion to be controlled by fear and this is the the thing that happened in that painting of the last supper so whenever you look at the last supper you will know the story now now Paul comes and he says and I used the scripture last Sunday night he says in Galatians 3.3, 3, Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, but end in the flesh, drifting? Now that's a word that was very prominent this last week and a half in my spirit man. Because when I start drifting, I'm no longer led by the Holy Spirit or the one who owns me. I'm led by emotions and money and fear and hurt and pain and disappointments and opportunities and you know whatever by pride and I'm led by the wrong things and that I mentioned six things this morning that will take you away the loss of focus the loss of priorities when you start drifting the loss of passion one thing people need to come to church but now we need to deal with excuses and laziness <laughs> or effort. It was amazing how full the services was this morning. And it's all phenomenal. You people, we miss the other people. Now, some I understand you're a certain age and you want to stay or you're too young or whatever. But they watch via, but this is the thing. I'm not saying they're drifting. I talk about the people not watching tonight. <laughs> 
It's a loss of discipline. A loss of commitment. And then a loss of emotions. I'm then driven by something else except the Spirit of God. Now, the, 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 the scripture that's going to help you tonight, where the Bible tells us something about God who owns you. You're not just a free will, uh, cheap something that was recycled out of junk. No. Second Corinthians 5 says you became a new creature of something completely new. The old things has passed away. You are completely new. That's why he gave you the ministry of reconciliation and he made you his ambassador. Now listen what 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 20 is going to tell us about this great event. 1 Corinthians 6 20. Oh my word. It, it is so powerful. It says this, and I'm going to read from a different translation from the Amplified, 1 Corinthians 6, 20. Listen to this. It says, <laughs> oh, when I was reading that scripture, it helped me to understand a lot of things much better because it frees you from slavery, <clears throat> lose you as a prison, and you're no longer a prodigal, but you understand that you are a son of God. He says, verse 19, do you not know? Now listen, this letter was written to the church in Corinth who use the gifts, who understand the fruit of the Spirit, who understand the 1 Corinthians 13 scripture about love. They operate in power and then they drift. And then the apostle came and he spoke to them. He said, do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you? Where does the Holy Spirit live? Say within me. He says, whom you have received as a gift from God, you are not your own. You were bought with a price, purchase." with a preciousness and paid for, made his own, bought with a price, the exchange on Calvary. He gave his blood that we can have freedom, that we can call his children. He says, made his own. So then, honor God and bring glory to him in your body. That's a very powerful scripture. It means you don't belong to yourself. Say, I don't belong to myself. That's why the devil and corona and whatever doesn't have effect on you. You need to stand. Now, we need to pray tonight for Pastor Paul. He passed away today. And yesterday, Marna kept he passed away. And Brother Sean and his wife went to a funeral of one of their brother-in-laws. We pray for those people. But listen. This is the phenomenal story about scripture. I want to give you the four things. How to keep from drifting away of who you belong to. You're God's property. You're God's possession. He redeemed you. He gave his blood and he bought you back, put you in a better right standing 
with God than what Adam, Eve, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Joshua, whoever was, Ezekiel, my word, Malachi, and all these prophets were, even John the Baptist. You were better off than them because it's not only God for you, God around you, but God inside of you through the power of the Spirit. So the first thing not to drift is to look to God's love for you are his property. You know, self-doubt is a terrible thing. Have you ever feel like I'm unworthy? God, where are you? Somebody made a remark and that's a thing that I couldn't understand of the church world for many, many years. Why are they so judgmental and why are they so self-righteous and why and all those was drifting away. We were got so busy with nonsense that we missed the original intent who created us and for what. There's a purpose. Remember John the Baptist. Remember Jesus' baptism. And remember his three and a half years. Identity, purpose, and time. Now, this is the thing because in Psalm 119, 76 says, I serve you, Lord. Comfort me with your love, just as you have promised. Look to God's love. I remember every storm that I went through in my life. And when you went through that storms, you say, yeah, 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 I know storms. Then it was his love that comforted me, not money, not fame. We have through those things, not how important I am. It's the love of God, because what it, Paul says he purchased us with his own blood to be his own possession. Wow. When other people gives up on you, God never gives up on you. Now, <laughs> that's what the psalmist says. He says, I serve you, Lord. Comfort me with your love just as you have promised. Second Corinthians 1, 3, the New Living Translation, he says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father. So he's our Father and we belong to him, he says, and the source of all comfort. <laughs> now, now the enemy wants to tell you how hopeless, useless, and unworthy you are and keeps you busy with all kinds of stuff. But you need to know he's the source that will bring you always back. What's the function of the Holy Spirit? to always lead you and guide you in all truth, not to just give us shakes and I believe in all that, all the manifestations, I've seen that and I've experienced that by myself, by the grace of God. It's to always comfort you that he's your father and he loves you. Now, this is important. That's why when we read 1 Corinthians six twenty, on Calvary, he bought you back. <laughs> he bought you with the highest price crucifixion that somebody could pay. Wow. He's innocent and he gave his life for those who were guilty. This is powerful because the enemy will attack you on that when you make a mistake or maybe you drift away. It's time to drift back, to come back. You cannot have people as excuse or the church or the past, no, 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 come back, it's God. <laughs> All these names I've just mentioned, they don't save you, it costs the precious blood. 
And when Paul says this, it's so powerful. That means I am purchased and I'm redeemed. You don't buy groceries and somebody else say, thank you for paying. And they take your groceries and they eat all your ice cream and all your cornflakes and all your prunitro and drink all your milk and drink all your Milo if you drink Milo or whatever. And you go home empty handed. No, you will fight for what belongs to you. Is that the truth? Yes. And that's what God does. That's why I said I'm a jealous God. The word jealous means I don't want to share you with anybody else that you would love things, a person, people, a family, whatever above me. That's why you will hear the scripture of self-denying. Now, I need to understand this. I'm purchased, I'm redeemed to become a son and a daughter of God. I'm his property. What do you do when you raise your children? You say, oh, just grow up and do what you like. You are a terrible parent if you said that. No, you want to build values in them. Certain things I've learned, and this was the one of the things as a child, nobody came to our home and leave empty-handed. And I'm like that. I love to give things to people. And I was thinking, is that a custom? Is that, no, that was bold in me to do things like that, to be a giver and do stuff. It, it, it's part how I grew up. Very respectful against senior people. We don't say, hey, yay, and you, and. No, we always speak very respectful because my parents was very strict in a sense and drilled that into us because we represent them outside. Now, the second thing that will keep you from drifting, and let me stay a few minutes on this, look to God's word. Come on, somebody, for your strength. It's God's word that's going to give you that strength and that ability. When I'm weak, I'm strong. (laughs) When I'm poor, I'm rich. That's what the book says. Now, Have you felt I cannot fight this battle any longer? And the reason is because Satan knows something you are not aware of. The greatness you were designed for, he's afraid you will discover you're going to be the person that God's going to use on the face of the earth to change the world. We as a team. Now, he comes in Psalm 119 verse 28 and he says, My soul weeps because of grief. How many grief did you experience? Strengthen me according to your word. Look to God's word. Now, when Apollo 11, and I was researching this afternoon, Apollo 11 was the one that landed on the moon. It cost about, and I've put it down here, a hundred billion American dollars. Multiply that for conservative 16 rand 50. A hundred billion dollars. They couldn't mess up. So what they need to do continually, they need to check in with the tower. They need to check in all the time, listen, with the people, with the mission center. Now, this is interesting because for them to go to the moon, the first people that go to the moon There was one time when they had to make an adjustment that they drift off. But that one time was not enough continually 
Because with the speed they travel, one degree can take them completely off course. And the speed we're living in and in the time that we are in, you cannot afford not to connect with the mission tower. That's the Bible and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Am I on course? That's why the author in the scripture we were reading says, test yourself. If you are on course, that you're not drifting, test yourself. See if you are on track. See if you're living in line with God's word. In your body, your soul, your spirit, in your finances, in your business, in your daily living. See that you are on, by, maybe you have checked so long not into the mission tower. That's why people are drifting and then they're looking for stuff. Anything outside the word to satisfy them. Hobbies and making money and, oh, if I can just go on the big wheel and I want to do it Sunday morning. And But you had Monday, Friday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday to do it. You see, drifting, you need to check in because the kingdom of God is not lawless. It's God's plan, God's desire, God's will for you. To experience that. Second Peter 2 4. He says we are partakers of his divine nature. <laughs> in other words he lives in me Christ the hope of glory. I hear a lot of people share revelation and scriptures on that. But they never change. They never move with Christ the hope of glory. To what the mission center says. The word of God. The very purpose that Jesus came for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that nobody will perish, but uh, everybody will be saved. That's God's mission. That's our mission in life. That's the thing that we need to live by. Because listen, he says this powerful thing. Romans eight thirty two: He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up. Listen, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things, houses, money, land, cars, anything you need comes when you understand who owns you. God is not against you having things. Years ago, we believe how poorer we are, how holier we are. That was all gibberish, nonsense, just penny baloney. Now you deal with thousands upon thousands of poor Innate people, poor people cannot help another poor person. You need to have money, honey, to complete God's assignment for your life because your life is so great and you're going to need it to understand the scripture. He purchased you with his blood and because he, he gave his own son, how much more will he not also give everything that pertained to life what Jesus paid for? Now, in... <laughs> Joshua 1.9, New Living Translation. This is my command. Be strong. What must I be? Say strong. Where do I draw my strength from? From inside, not from outside, and from the word, from the Holy Spirit. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you Go. Tend to somebody say, it's time to connect 
with the mission center, the Bible, the, and the Holy Spirit, and your mentor who preaches the word to you. Because this is God's way of doing things. The third thing is look to God's will, W-I-L-L, as your goal. <laughs> Not what I want. Oh, I want to do this and that. Paul was a freak, was catching fish, a fisherman. He had to leave his will, embrace God's will. He tried to go back to his will when after Jesus was buried, he said, I'll go fishing. <laughs> it didn't work out. Jesus went and get him back. Come on, somebody. Let, listen, look to God's will as your goal in life. Because the goal, God's will for you, he has a made up mind. He wants you to make up your mind about you. God's will is the only thing. The good, the acceptable, and the perfect will. Say it after me. The good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Because this is what we need to do. When you look at the wrong things, you will have the wrong idea, and you'll drift away from the goal. I tried to figure in five, six months out, why doesn't the church all over the world impact the nations? For this reason, we have all the... The, the pips and whatever we have. Drifting. Drifting. Another program. Let's do another thing. Let's try something else. Let's follow this, this model. Let's go with that person's revelation. Maybe the new building is going to bring people in. That's not what Jesus said. Seek first the kingdom, Matthew 6.33. Of God, find out how God is operating. Then everything will be added unto you. Because he gives things to the ones he loves while they sleep. <laughs> Who follows his instruction. That's why it's so important. Philippians 3.14. He says, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Say, I am called. That good, acceptable and perfect will. That's God's will for your life. That's the goal. You cannot live haphazardly. I hate to live at the spur of the moment. I need to know how my day is going to go, how my week is going to go. There's some circumstances that comes up, but you make adjustments to, I said, I want to finish this day with that. The day when I didn't do it, it's a terrible word, but it's very, it's a sickness that most people suffer with. It's procrastination. I'll do it tomorrow, not tomorrow, next week, not next week, next month, not next month, next year. You cannot do it now. This is important because, listen to Matthew 16, 24, NIV. Whoever wants to be my disciple, a follower, a learner, this is so powerful. In other words, must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. The life that God has, the goal, is life and have that life in abundance. So what's a disciple? Is a learner that learns how to live life, how to make life worth it. Come on, somebody. A learner is somebody. A disciple is how to live a significant life. That's what a disciple is. 
And Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to learn how to make life, how to impact, how to live the good, acceptable will of God, how to have life and have it in abundance, how to understand that the great I am lives inside of you, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. With God, nothing is... If you want to understand this, deny yourself and keep on learning. The moment when you stop learning, you start drifting. You start drifting, hear the word. Then you open yourself for error teachings and there's so many outside there. Now, (laughs) this is the thing. If you stop learning, you stop following. Then you're no longer a disciple. I I was thinking of this thing that that came up. Then you were a disciple. You're no longer a disciple. Somebody who loved catch fishing and keep on and he did it as a hobby seven days a week and then how more involved in other stuff and with the gospel and with Jesus. Now it's nothing wrong catching fish. He still got the tackle, the rod, and all the bait. But he's no longer a fisherman. He, he, he was a fisherman. Are you a disciple that once followed Jesus? Or are you still a disciple that learns how to live life and do life? Because drifting comes when I focus on the wrong things. Things of no value. Money goes. Fame goes. Oh my word, you work your whole life for a company. They give you a golden watch and a handshake. And then after, they've already appointed somebody in your position. And then when you die, they send one person, if they or maybe a card to say, I am sorry. But you were focusing on the wrong things. Focus on what's of eternal value. This is what the scripture says. To have that life and have it in abundance. Stop living. That's what I was. You only were a sinner. Now you are a child of God. You're no longer a sinner saved by. You were a sinner. You are now qualified as God's property. The devil and the world and the things, the world around you, Satan against you, can have no effect and the battle inside renew your mind. And the last thing is, look to God's grace as your hope. This is the thing. It's not in my own strength, my own ability. It's by God's grace that we were saved. It's by the grace of God that you woke up this morning and that you watched this broadcast and that you... It's the grace. It's, it's not what I want and how I, it's me, the person that says, or the being that says, I will and I and I was the morning star who was cast out of heaven and became Satan. Now this is the scripture, Romans 5, 2. He has brought us by faith into this experience of God's grace in which we now live. And so we boast of the hope we have of sharing God's glory. Now you need to understand 2 Thessalonians 2.16. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God your Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. And then the author of the book of Hebrews. Now this is what happened with With Peter, the law turned and looked straight at Peter. (laughs) But listen what the word says in Hebrews 12 too. 
let us fix our eyes on Jesus. When Jesus looked at Peter, Peter knew he has an assignment, he drift. But the drifting is not going to end. He needs to bring his will in submission to God's will. Who was the person who proclaimed? This is not people are not drunk. It's the third hour in the day or the ninth hour in the morning, whatever it may be. That's what Joel prophesied in the last days. It was that same Peter who drift and who came back in alignment. It's time to move back into God's plan and stop drifting church all over the world. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This means start focusing on the model, your eyes on Jesus, how he did it. Now, these four things will help you. Look to God for your, you are his own property. Look to God's love. You belong to him. He purchased you. He wants you. He loves you. He desires that you will love. He, he said, I'm jealous. That word jealous also means zealous. When we drift away, God said, oh, I don't want him. I don't want her to drift away. That's why prophetic words will come and the Holy Spirit will knock and tag on your heart and say, get back, get back, get back. Because God knows what he has in store for you greater. The life that he chosen, the life in abundance. Second thing we said, it's <laughs> look to God's word for your strength. That means also look to God's word for as your goal. What is the goal? John twenty twenty one. Just as my father has sent me, I send you. If we can just do the just, then you will be safe. That's the Matthew 6, 33. Operate in the kingdom. And the last one, look to God's grace as your hope. Not money, not fame, not what's important, not dropping names and who I need to be to take me. We know important people maybe according to the natural, but they can take us nowhere. It's a made-up mind, a renewed mind, that have decided, I belong to God. Ownership. Ownership bolts character. Character hinders me to drift away from God's original intent, that I will not start in the spirit and end in the flesh. Or who bewitch your church of Galatians? Who witchcraft you? Who smuggle with your mind that you drift away from what you were designed, safe for? It's to bring God's kingdom to live God's dream, to discover and live out what God has designed for your life. Then you will be that significant person that will change the history of nations. Now, this day, if you don't know Jesus this morning, Maybe you served him at a time, disappointments happened, and you drift far away. It's time to drift back. It's time to come back in alignment and to pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight because I acknowledge that I am a sinner. Forgive me my sin and wash me in the blood. Lord Jesus, because 
It's by grace we are saved and it's your blood, the price you have redeemed. Lord, I'm going to turn away from this broadcast as I have an owner, ownership. God is my owner. I am his vessel of honor to complete God's assignment on the face of the earth because I've been chosen. Maybe you have served God right now, but life is not going as it's supposed to go. And you wonder and you're confused and your mind is running around with emotions and battles. Make up your mind tonight. I'm not going to drift. I'm going to make I have the mind of Christ. I think like God is thinking. Through his word, I connect tonight with the mission center to know that I am on course in the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ. You need a miracle in your body, a healing in your body. Right now, we speak the word of the Lord. Be healed in Jesus' name. December last year, I was in Elaine Cooley's house, and I'm landing. <laughs> and uh, there's a couple chasing his wife. They do the worship. Numerous miscarriages, and the spirit of prophecy came upon me, and I said, hear the word of the Lord. Next year, in the next few months, you're going to have a baby. He sent me a text two, three nights ago. He said, I just want to let you know we are giving birth to a son this coming week or in a week's time. He says, because of that word, that God honor his word. See, that's what God wants to do for you. Because he can do it. Barrenness turned into fruitfulness. Sickness into health. Come on, somebody. Poverty into the blessing of the Lord. That you will not have lack. That you will operate in the peace of God. The shalom of God. And that God who is Adonai. That's not just a Jew. That's the Bible. He says, everything belongs to me. Even you tonight. From this night on, live a life full, significant as God's property. And you have authority. Everything your father has planned and purchased you for is yours. You are the champion of the Lord. Gustav de Toy from Loftal International from the Western Cape, South Africa. Oh, my word, from our home to your home. We love you and thank you. There's details on the screen and you can show where you want to go, do whatever and let us know. Give us testimonies like the testimonies come in from all over the world and that we want to let us know how the word of God helped you. You are destined for greatness. Live the great life now, in Jesus' name. Tomorrow night, Pastor Emmy, her broadcast of prayer on the Zoom meeting. Every day we share the keys of faith. Send us a text or a message if you want the keys of faith. And next Friday night, there's a youth, and then we have the leaders and, 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 and uh, uh, encounter time. It's going to be great Friday night, Saturday morning, and the next Sunday morning, the 8 o'clock services and the 9 o'clock and all the 10 o'clock services, the 12.30 and the three o'clock Wellington service. God bless you. You are phenomenal in Jesus' name. And we love you. Thank you. <laughs>